Did you know the one and only podcast has its own sponsor? Well, now you do. Herds Media, the media company, one-stop shop for all things videography, photography and design. They can help take your agricultural business to the next level and showcase the very best of what British farming has to offer. If that sounds like something that you need, please do hit up Alistair Hurd on Instagram and Facebook and he will be delighted to help you market your business. Welcome back to the latest episode of the One and Only podcast. This month, Glyn has some very special guests who are championing the very important and very real subject of mental health. We know for some this might be a difficult episode to listen to, but the more we can talk openly, the better. Joining us today are farmers Andy and Linda Aden, who tragically lost their son Len to suicide and are now fronting the Lens Light campaign to raise awareness on mental health in the rural communities. Also joining us is Chris Manley, who talks openly about his struggles with his own mental health. So without further ado, let's get into it. Welcome to episode four of the one and only podcast. I'm your host, Glenn Lucas, and today we will be discussing mental health in farming. And we will be highlighting some of the organizations and charities that are there to help and some of the simple activities and behaviors that can benefit your mental health and your mental fitness and well-being in a more general sense. We have some very special guests with us today who have first-hand experience of how mental health can not just have a negative impact on your life, on how you perform, but how it can devastate families when life becomes too much for our loved ones and suicide seems to be the only answer. Our first guests, uh, Andy and Linda Eden, uh, they're from Warwickshire, and they join us in the middle of their epic tractor drive uh, from John O'Groats to Land's End. The, uh, the tractor drive is called Lens Light. Um, Andy and Linda tragically lost their son, Len, last year. And the mission behind the tractor drive, Len's Light, is to throw light on mental health and uh, the suicide issues that uh, are faced by us who live and work in the rural communities across the UK. So welcome, Andy and Linda. It was... Uh, Really nice to uh, meet you guys last night. We uh, we had a nice uh, roast beef dinner last night at the famous auctioneer restaurant just beside the market here at Bordeaux. We were spoiled. Yeah, very nice evening. Thank you so much for inviting us. Yeah, it was nice to get to know you. I I, uh, I sold the roast beef as the best in the world, and I think. And I seconded it. <laughs> <laughs> it was beautiful. No, it was re really nice to get to know you a little bit more last night. And our second guest. Uh, today is Chris Manley. Uh, Chris started life on a beef farm and uh, after university was employed by Tesco's, then moved to Sainsbury's and then Mueller. And uh, Chris again has first-hand experience of suffering from depression and launched a campaign in 2002 under the hashtag walk with me. Welcome Chris and uh, we look forward to getting to know you a bit more today and, and hearing your story. Good morning everyone, it's an absolute pleasure to be here. Excellent. So, and we also are joined this morning 
for the first time by Laura Miller, our uh, podcast producer. Welcome, Laura. Hello. Yeah, we have to be on our best behavior today. <laughs> <laughs> no, really appreciate you guys uh, coming and spending the time with us on The One and Only. Uh, so thanks for coming. And uh, today we want to look forward to hear, uh, hearing you share and talk about mental health. Despite the awareness around mental health increasing, many people still associate a stigma with talking about their own mental health. And I hope and I know that everyone in here today hopes that the outcome from today's podcast helps people share their struggles with a friend or seek personal, seek professional help. And uh, suffering alone and suffering in silence should not be an option for anyone. No, it shouldn't. Um, it's a case that um, everybody has got a view regarding the statement mental health. Um, I personally don't like the stigma around mental health and after talking Richard at the market last night we've come up with the option it's much nicer to talk about positive mental fitness and put a new slant, a new spin on it and that hinges around three basic things really being honest with yourself and other people talking openly and being prepared to listen to other people who might need for you to just be there to open a conversation and I firmly believe if you start a conversation you never know where it will lead and it might just save a life. Yeah, absolutely, John. Or Andrew, yeah. So we've already mentioned you arrived last night in that fancy green John, John Deere tractor. Other other brands are available. Yeah. Uh, what, Can what? we forget the colour of the tractor and just go with the principle? Yeah. yeah. Um, so you're a week you're a week into this uh, yeah. epic drive. Um, you left John O'Groats um, and you've been at the Highland Show. Yes. You've you're you're not really making what you would call a direct route to Lands End. You're you're zigzagging across the country. You were at Lanark yesterday, and uh... believe, believe me, it would have been much simpler if we had gone John Groats to Lands End in a straight line. Um, but I appreciate what a wonderful job livestock markets do, and for some people, it's the one chance they come out, out off the farm and have the opportunity to talk. And talking is so important. And because it's so significant, uh, we decided to team up with the Livestock Auctioneers Association and highlight um, livestock markets by calling in as many markets as we could, which means their journey is just over 2,000 miles. But I really wanted to touch or communicate with as many people in the country as we could and that mileage is insignificant to if we can get people talking and opening up and being aware of how they actually feel and how other f- members of the family or community are coping. That's really, we actually said something very similar last week in our in our budget presentation Laura. Um, we were talking about our uh, online bidding and how that's really developed, but I and that's great. It's it's another dimension to our business now. 
but it's also keeping people from getting together. Yes. And one of the one of our uh, important things that the that the markets offer is that social interaction. Yes. When people and I don't want to ever lose that. So it's it's important we don't. Um, technology is marching on at a colossal rate, and it's a case uh, it is easy to go in your shops and do the groceries online. Um, but for that lonely person or someone who needs to talk, they need the interaction. Yeah, definitely. What's been your uh, the highlight so far in the first week of travelling from John O'Groats? You're not in England, so what's what's been the highlight of Scotland? <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, uh, engagement. Um, I was passionate to get Lens Light on the road, and so was Linda, but it was a case of uh, going out, meeting people, um, and I like to call it the ripple effect. If we can get some good work going and safeguard a lot of people, that is massive, and bless them, the Scottish community just took us on board and I feel we've made a friendship that's going to go on for years. That's great. Mm. And the number of people who came to see us at the Highlands was tremendous, really. Yeah. So some of the stories you told us last night were uh, really, really encouraging. The, um, this tractor drive is going to impact the lives of a lot of people in a positive way, I think. Yeah. Um, and a lot of those people will have never known Len. Can you um, the story, tell us a little bit about Len? And yeah. I know it might be difficult, but... The story with Leonard was he was a tremendous character. And even as a child, he could have a conversation with children of the same age, but then have a positive conversation with an adult. Um, he'd got a wonderful sense of humour, and he was there for everybody else. That's what rocked the community who knew him, because he was the last person um, you would expect to suddenly take his life. There wasn't any warning signs. Six weeks before he said to me, Doug, I don't know how people take their, their own lives. And with suicide in young people, two out of every three people who do decide to take their lives, there isn't any warning signs. So the importance of this morning is to get people to be honest, talk, and just be aware how they're feeling and let's get these horrendous suicide figures behind us and I want to keep families together. Unfortunately, if, and it's in our case, if you lose a family member or someone in the community to suicide, it leaves a lasting scar. And Unfortunately, it's something we've got to live with. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. The uh, the vision behind Lane's Light and and the issues facing the rural community regarding mental health and suicide, and and, and the mission is to make sure no one feels alone. Um, and it's also you've also I know I know that's not the important side of it, the fundraiser, um, but. Could you tell us a bit about how much money you've raised and a little bit about the charities that that money is going to, to help? Yeah, um, 
the tractor relay is more, I'm more passionate about keeping communities yeah. safe. Um, and like in Scotland, um, we just work with RSABI. But the idea behind this journey is for whatever charity is local to that area and connect with farmers. Um, but so far, we've raised, I looked this morning, it's 111,000. Which we're proud of, and it allows the charities to keep on doing their wonderful work. Um, the beauty with the charities we're working, they can get help within 24, 48 hours, usually, where with the NHS it might be seven to nine months. And when you need help, you need help, and it's important you get it. So, you know, we're just trying to make that difference. The, the charities we chose when we first um, set up um, the much-loved site for Len um, were Papyrus, which is a national uh, prevention of young suicides, um, and then the other two are very much farming-based ones, so Farming Community Network, which obviously addresses all issues for all farmers, whatever they're struggling with, and um, the Yellow Wellies Farm Safety Foundation, who very much focus on the young farmer. Yeah. So those are the three that we're directing our particular funding towards. Just just one thing, we're, we're talking all about, about the help that for people suffering from mental illness. Did you guys get a lot of help after the tragedy? Unfortunately, no. Um, it was a case that um, there wasn't any bereavement um, counselling offered to us uh, after the tragedy. Um, but the beauty was the farming community, like they always do, flock round us. What advice I would give to anybody is if there is a tragedy, don't think, do I go and speak to them or not? It's better to speak. And what I found, young people in the rural community were more natural about opening up and having conversations. And I feel the young people in the community, we have got a lot to learn from because, bless them, they're becoming more open and talking about mental fitness and the positivity of it. Yeah, that's really, really encouraging to hear. When we arrived, when you arrived at Borderway last night, you handed me this nice little card, a five-day challenge, keep yourself safe. Tell us about this. The story was, um, I just felt there was um, five-a-day fruit and veg um, for physical health, but there wasn't a little checklist um, that could you could look at on a regular basis so I decided to do five points um, with charity details on the back of the card that could slip in a wallet behind a phone and I'm proud to say they have gone out to most young farmers clubs in England, uh, Scotland, they're just being rolled out to all young farmers in Scotland and in Wales, we're just getting them translated into Welsh, so Welsh young farmers have got them. Um, and like I say, we're just so passionate to 
take mental health, which isn't a good in a good place in the rural society, to the next level. Do you mind if I read out the five points? Certainly. So, so, so point one, be honest with yourself and those around you. Point two, talk openly about daily challenges and listen. Point three, care for yourself as well as you care for others. Contact that person you've been saying you should. And uh, point five, plan for the unexpected, make the right choices. So they're, they're, they're great five points to... Uh, I think, um, yeah, it's a fantastically simple concept, isn't it? Yeah. Especially when you compare it to your five a day, which we've heard about for, yeah. seems like forever, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, and there's such a focus on your physical health. Well, I'm quite amazed, really, because it was a simple idea that we rolled out. And so far, there's just over 20,000 cards gone out with that message. Amazing. And the other thing you told me about last night when you arrived was the old boots and I would love I would love if that went nationwide if people took that up tell us about that um, we were passionate with the lens light tractor relay to raise a message and I thought there ought to be something for the youngsters on farms and on every farm, there's a pair of old Wellingtons, which are most likely in a cupboard, neglected or kicking in a corner. And I just felt if they were pulled out the cupboard, decorated, and then they were tied with, with a bit of baler twine, but three knots put in that uh, twine, and then hung from the farm gate, farm entrance, as something the children have done but the significance of the three knots is the first knot I'm going to keep myself safe the second knot represents I'm going to keep my friends safe and the third knot represents whatever happens in life I'm going to be as tough as me old boots yeah I love that concept and uh, I hope we start to see them uh, boots at the end of and what, the lawnings, as they say, in, in Cumbria. They call them lawnings. Yeah. I took me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I'd be so pleased to see them on the remaining part of my journey because it just shows to myself that the message is going out there. And also, I'm hoping if they start to go up at farm entrances, then people will think, what's this about? And we're creating that ripple effect regarding positive mental fitness that's really good thank you andy chris we're just uh, we'll bring you into this now i hope you haven't uh, left us no i'm still here glenn wide awake that's really good for a few seconds there i was like he's <laughs> he's gone he's gone chris um no, i was listening to honestly um such a wonderful story um you know i'm inspired by lens light and actually feel a little bit emotional myself um so um yeah really enjoyed hearing about it yeah thank you thanks chris you've chris you've been a a, a high performer really yeah you've uh, you've been involved with uh, some of the le leading companies in the uk tell us a bit about your farming background and your journey and experiences that the experiences that resulted in you uh, suffering from depression 
Uh, well, um, first of all, I mean, I'm very proud to come from a, a mixed livestock farm in uh, in East Devon on the Blackdown Hills. So I'd very much uh, class myself as having a, a muddy boots upbringing. And at uh, one, one point in time, we had pigs, dairy, beef and sheep. But now we've just got beef and sheep at home on the farm. And I guess probably what's really taken me to where I am today is uh, the Young Farmers Organisation. So uh, I started off with Colm Valley Young Farmers in East Devon and I kind of never never looked back. It's that community, that connection. Um, and actually that took me all the way through to being national chairman in 2016, 2017. And uh, um, just, just to touch on actually the Young Farmers I'm sure are absolutely welcoming uh, Lens Light because they've done quite a bit of work on a campaign called Rural Plus, which I think rolls out um, like training and support. So I think there's some synergies uh, there. But um, I was relating to the importance of livestock markets. And so it, it reminded me of when I used to go with my father. We'd set off on a Saturday morning to Taunton Market with um, with a Frisian bull cab and maybe some barren cows and um, we set off with a packed lunch and it was, yes, there was, you know, the element of selling the animals and buying cattle. Um, but actually it was the social side of things. It was kind of sharing challenges. And so I just wanted to sort of uh, acknowledge that and the, the importance of uh, livestock markets. Um, but then I, so, in, so I did a lot with young farmers um, and then went to Harper Adams and I guess, um, that was the kind of thing where I thought perhaps I'll come out being a better farmer and realize the exciting um, industry as a whole. So, you know, farming's wonderful, but, you know, all the amazing um, jobs that there are in the allied sector. And so I set upon um, working as an agricultural manager um, for the various um, food businesses, um, the ones that you mentioned. And I guess in summary, I guess I've been quite privileged over time to meet a lot of people from different parts of the country and even all over the world in in farming and i think the common thing is that farmers are really passionate about what they do whether that's with their animals um all their crops um and it's, it's often a long-term mindset of kind of i call it sort of trust and loyalty um but actually there are a lot of variables that we all kind of know and love um, particularly the weather and markets and things that make things quite challenging and so from the context of that, I, you know, I get a sort of broader view and understanding of working with and on on a farm. Um, for for myself, I guess it's one of those things, and I'm sure people listening that, you know, if you're, I mean, it's very kind of you to say I'm a high performer. I guess I'm someone that perhaps just just tries, and uh, and I, I like to give thing things a go. But I think probably what comes with that territory is when you when you take on quite a few things. Um, there's a lot um, there's a lot to gain from it. A lot of wonderful people to meet. Um, but also sometimes you can kind of push that a little bit too far. And when you we all know that feeling when you're spinning the plates, uh, juggling the balls that sometimes uh, there's a few too many. And uh, sometimes it does drop in quite a significant way. And I, I guess for me, um, particularly about 18 months ago, um, yeah, it was a, it was a kind of a personal relationship that broke down. And it wasn't necessarily, uh, should we say, that in totality um that uh, that was the big thing but it was the kind of the catalyst that probably just was the straw that broke the camel's back that actually um made me feel um well it was something that you know i it was just unbelievable really you know you sort of i consider myself quite a 
positive go ahead individual but it, it sort of really really knocks you in your in your steps and um you it's it's a kind of thing where i'd say for anyone listening that considers themselves quite fortunate not to have had that sudden shock of, of depression or a similar similar thing it could happen to you at, at any time and it could be in any circumstance um and so it, it takes you to a point where um you know some yeah quite dark dark places and it's not always necessarily with in intent but it, you 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 often for someone that is quite even logical with the way that they um want want to sort of move forward it, it's, it's it's not a logical thing you can be you can find yourself in bed not being motivated to do something not not sleeping not seeing a positive way forward and i and i guess the the message i would would say is that um there is there is hope and and i mean we'll talk a little bit more but i mean lens light is a a very good example of of ways in which we need to encourage people to start talking yeah that's interesting chris you you mentioned there uh how farmers are almost masters at looking after the land and their animals and maintaining their machinery and uh, so, so they're, they're great at that, but they're often not great at looking after themselves. They're 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 slow to seek help when even their physical health is is not great, and they're probably even slower to seek help when their mental health health uh, suffers. H- how can we, as organize as as livestock markets as 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 rural business, how can we uh, encourage farmers to seek help quicker? Yeah, I mean, it's it's sort of the age-old question. I mean, I think that first of all, I'd like you know to congratulate the great work that's already being done, and you know, again with the Lens Light Initiative, but you know, all the other wonderful organisations, you know, the DPJ Foundation, Farm Community Network, RABI, Mind, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, that you know are really starting to help normalise that conversation. So I think. To start off with, I think within the community, I think it's trying to normalise the conversation. I think for farmers specifically, you know, so we're obviously really chuffed that we've got more more women in the farming industry now, but obviously, you know, there's a predominant perhaps sort of male um, contingent. You know, I guess it hasn't always been the way to sort of, as, as men, we're not always the best at opening up and, you know, it's probably more talking about uh, crop yields and, you know, how much milk we've produced and, you know actually talking about the technical side of things and and often I think we tend to you know it's like let's just get on with it you know let's dust ourselves off and let's let's just push on but I I think it's perhaps the ability to and this is just in general to perhaps just stop and reflect um you know I I know sometimes if if we're not doing the doing then you know it's perceived that maybe we're not farming but I think that chance just to pause um and to and reflect on where you're at i think is is important i think like we said the role of livestock markets and other uh, we need we definitely need to find ways where i think covid has obviously exacerbated it where like people are a lot more isolated than they were so i guess typically farming uh, has always been something that you know depending on which area in the country you are you you can be out on your own and I think when you've got a lot of things that 
you're thinking about. I think particularly at the moment, I think farming's in quite a changing time and farmers have always done good work with working in harmony with the environment and that kind of thing. But obviously there's a lot more pressure than there was, changing costs. I think that if you if you remember when I talked about the plates spinning, well, actually, I think when if farmers are on their own, they've got lots of plates spinning and pressures. It's, it's definitely finding ways that we can help them more to interact. I think it's also maybe taking the pressure off the listener as well, because I think we always think that as a, if you're a listener, it's like, oh, blimey, what am I going to say? Am I going to be the professional? Uh, not not at all. I think it's that first, that just someone to listen, not even to say anything, um, I think is really important. And, and I think the role of some of the external people that come down the farm drive. So, you know, I know specifically they might be focused on the agronomy, the, the animal feed um, and numerous other things, but um, actually they've got a really important role to play as well. We're talking, you know, the livestock auctioneer that might come out and value your cattle or your sheep. Um, they're often the ones that kind of spot something because they're the ones that maybe come every couple of months. and. So I, I, I think that's actually something. So it's almost creating like a team ethos of where, where we all work together, where we're willing to listen, we take time um, and, you know, we work together. Yeah, that's so true, Chris. Listening is not easy. Eh? Um, I remember uh, one of my friends who was having some issues and uh, it was after we did some of them leadership courses about listening. And uh, I was like, oh, I don't really, I was like, I, I really, I was feeling uncomfortable. He wanted me to go and have a chat, but I, when I was going there, I was saying, I'm not going to say anything, just listen. And I said very, very little, and I just listened. And uh, that resulted in, in some great... Uh... Conversation is quite interesting, really, because it should be two parts to a conversation, talking and listening, but quite often it's talking and waiting to talk. And it's so important that you let people finish their conversation. And also, once you've heard someone's conversation and you feel you want to give advice, especially if it's a positive mental fitness, please use a teaspoon. Just give a little bit of advice. Uh, don't use a shovel because people just want to feel comfortable to move a conversation on. Yeah, is I, 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 I agree and I think I always would um I'm quite a bit shall we say better now than I than I was or, or better at managing things. And I would I think back at the peak I would say to some of my close friends, I said, Look, I hope you don't mind, but I'm going to probably phone you either every day or every so many days and I'm probably gonna talk about the same thing for about ten, fifteen minutes. Um I said, You don't need to give me advice specifically on it. I said I just need that kind of valve to like list to listen. Um, obviously, it sounds crazy talking about it, but it, it it makes a lot of difference just to feel to feel heard. Because if you think about it, you've got that uh, thought going constantly, ruminating in your head. It's that ability to to speak, or actually, I guess a good bit of advice that's commonly given is to if you haven't got someone to speak to, is to write it down uh, to to journal. You know, you don't have to be a, um, an expert in, in writing, but just get your thoughts on, on paper. I think it's getting it out of your head 
um, and out externally that I think helps. I would agree with that completely. I think once you've heard your own thoughts out loud, you can reassess them. Whereas if you don't, they just go round and round. What I'd like to add, uh, with Lens Light Journey, we've got a beacon that is illuminated on the front of the tractor. And there's four words which are illuminated, and it is talk, listen, share, and reflect. And I think in most cases, that sums a lot up. That's very powerful. I looked, I looked at the beacon last night, and those four words, I thought that was very powerful. Chris, how difficult was it for you to ask for help? So, I think I'm probably, I guess people that know me, I would say it was probably, I, I would, for me personally, it was probably a little bit easier than most because I'm a people person that's relatively confident. Although what I would say is that you what goes through your mind is your is your thinking to yourself well you, i think you feel quite in, inadequate you sort of sort of question how people might perceive it you know as sort of like a weakness um it's not something that's um obvious you know i mean i always use the the comparison and the way that people approach it i remember um classic you know when you're at school or whatever and somebody breaks their arm and you've got a cast everybody can see it and they want to you know, sign the cast, don't they? <laughs> um, whereas with, I guess, with the mental health, it's not as, it's not as, uh, not as visible. So, um, so yeah, I'd say it's probably what went through my mind. But then, I, I think I, I've always been someone that has um, needed to talk about things. So I guess I was quite lucky I had that outlet. But I, I, I can completely relate to, you know, I, th I think I've been very fortunate that since I've talked more openly, uh, that you know, I've been a few people that have come come to me and, um, you know, it's a privilege to be the person like listening because you can quite often be that first person that they're opening up to. And it's, it's trying your best to listen without without judgment as well, which is really important. Um, I think that's one of the key things that someone that is feeling that concern might feel all kinds of emotions. But the last thing they want to feel is 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 judged um and so i think list, listening and listening without judgment uh, is is really important yeah absolutely um in 2021 74 percent chris of all suicides in england and wales were men 4129 sons and brothers boyfriends husbands fathers uncles grandfathers all lost to suicide and I find this incredibly shocking, especially when you stop focusing on that actual number and focus on the the human the human cost is just unimaginable, and 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 the pain and the suffering for those that are left behind is is never really ends. When it all gets too dark, Chris, what helps you find the light? Wow! Wow! Um... Yeah, those um those statistics are really Im impactful, and um yeah, it did, does make does make me think. Um, obviously the effect on the people around you. I think for me, it on my on my journey, 
I think the key thing, it's a bit <clears throat> a bit like, you know, the, the five a day thing. I think that's a, a great, a great idea. But I think ind individually, it's knowing, I, I call it knowing what fills your cup. So it could be slightly different for each each person. Um, and so to, I'd say take some time with that. And for, for me, um, like connection is is important. So I would say that that's important for me, interaction. Um, and then also, I think one um, for, I guess, they often say that physical health goes in hand in hand with mental health. So I think uh, exercise, I do a lot of uh, running and um, <clears throat> going, uh, yeah, a lot of running and going to going to the gym um, and sort of that kind of, I, I think, exercise that also gives me connection uh, with people. And then I, I I think the the kind normally when you're someone that's sort of striving for something, you're always on the go. I think it's the kind of the pausing, the stopping and taking like quality time with people. And I think when you look at the, you know, often you, if you were to sort of write down, you know, the most important people in your life and you, you naturally say that you're, you know, your family and close, close friends. But then you ask yourself the question, well, how much time am I spending with the people that matter most to me? Um, and I think that's something that I've realised. And so I try and get that a little bit more um, in balance now as well. What I'd like to add is um, even in the darkest of times, people have got to be aware that they've got a real value and something to offer to others. And just look around and just appreciate how other people need you and want that you to be part of their life and journey really and if you can just look round I mean Linda and myself have been in a very dark place and obviously everything seemed against us but I actually think working through it we've become much stronger characters and more focused on coping with life and now I think because we've been through such a rocky period that we've got a lot to offer back to society and same as Chris really he's been very open and from real stories that's where people benefit yeah absolutely I think it's really yeah, I, I think it's really powerful that just... both of um you know are, are willing to share your stories and things like that because that is where people learn it's it's easy to read textbooks and um you know the information that is put out that way but when you actually um listen to people's stories and people's journeys like chris and um andrew etc it's um it's definitely more powerful yeah andy, andy, andy i was just i was just going to say i i can you know um i admire you both yourself um and then the, the you know the, the re, i think resilience um is uh, you know is something i think we all need to work on and i guess for ideally it it doesn't come from such experiences but you know that i think the, the the reality is i think that that learning from others um that that sort of role model that sort of showcasing you know for all the you know books in the world um you know we all tend to sort of look and listen to others and um 
you know the the strength that you know what you what you're doing you know I, I think I've got no doubt that people listening people seeing what you're doing with lens light I think will will um will re will really help and I think that it is the it is definitely a lot of it down to that self awareness of of you know how are you feeling you know where are you on the on on the dial so like I know myself like so you know I'm like you know today I um you know up early for this and uh, going off to uh, to groundswell looking forward to that but I know that probably by the end of the day I'll be quite tired um uh, which means that then I try and as best possible to have a slightly um quieter day the following day so it's that sort of uh kind of self-management um you know when you can it's almost sort of getting to these things before they become a little bit of an issue and so the the same would be if you're like oh actually I'm dipping a bit here maybe I need to pick up my the phone to my you know my nearest and dearest just to communicate that or you know it's just having knowing those early early warning signals that I, I think are um are really important what I like is the thought, who, who should we be tomorrow? And the answer is the same person we are today, but a little bit stronger and a little bit more robust. And I just feel if we can just do a little step each day in the right direction and keep tilting forward, hopefully we can become more unstoppable and there to look after others yeah the momentum you're right the momentum that i think I, I think back to when i was sort of struggling to get out of get out of bed um and you know like you know people commonly talk about you know personal hygiene and things like that so i think it's absolutely the um you know the achievement of you get out today i'm getting out of bed i'm making my bed um I'm making, you know, you. I'm getting out the front door. It's the, it's little, it's little steps that create that mo momentum. And because it's rather than thinking you've suddenly got to go from, wow, I'm not good here to, I'm excellent. It's those little bits. So I, co I completely agree. Yeah, there's three parts to change really. Um, a little change is easy. More change is hard. And thirdly, given the chance, we go straight back to where we started from. So instead of trying to say, I'm going to do this, this and this today, just do a little bit. For some people in a very bad place, like you were saying, just putting a fork on a table is an achievement. And that's, it's just building bricks. And I feel what Lenslight and other organisations are doing Hopefully we're leaving or putting down building bricks and a foundation for growth and something major to come out of this. Chris, tell us about uh, Walk With Me. Yeah, uh, yeah so um, yeah, the Walk, Walk With Me uh, campaign. So as part of um, my, my numerous uh, coping uh, mechanisms for life, I think one or two of the things that I was doing was was journaling. Uh, um, so I was journaling and I was also walk, walking. And I have a sort of a bit of a side interest in, in music and the arts. And I, many a times I've been involved with small events that where I've listened to poets or uh, people doing spoken word. And often they're quite uh, deep and meaningful pieces, uh, often about these kinds of topics. 
And um, I thought to myself, well, maybe I could uh, write something myself. Uh, I didn't necessarily think there was going to be a big audience uh, to listen to it. But at the time I was right. So I wrote down. Um, so it was like, walk with me if you feel alone. Uh, walk with me. Um, you know, if it's a, your mental health is affecting your work. Uh, you know, uh, walk with me. Um, you know, if you're struggling to like open up about your mental health. And the idea was that it was almost like writing a list, but it was a sort of, I was trying to imagine, I was like, well, also, what, how would other people feel? And I think often with the support around mental health, and it's like anything, actually, nobody likes being told what the solution is. Actually, it's nice to feel that you've got people supporting you or kind of walking with you. And, and you know, I was regularly walking and that kind of exercise was helping. And I thought, well, you know, I'm relatively confident. And I was thinking, and I've been fortunate enough to be able to open up. I thought, well, what wouldn't it be? Wouldn't it be terrible if someone was feeling like I was but couldn't o open up? So I, I sort of took the brave step and thought, well, maybe actually I could uh, launch a, li a little campaign where um, it encouraged sort of pe people to walk and talk. And it was more, I guess, it's more targeted at the end, at the end of sort of, you know, getting people to open up, but also uh, where. I kind of kind of more to normalize the conversation and break the stigma so it's very it's very very simple uh the idea is that i encourage uh people to get out there and go for a walk it could be on their own with their dog uh with a with a friend and you know and, and the one thing i think we all it's very much easier to have a conversation when you're walking because there are other other distractions it's obviously out in a nice environment and i think particularly for farmers you're outside I know it sometimes seems a bit counterintuitive but you can actually coincide it with you know walking your crops or your animals it takes the pressure off a little bit a bit like if you could imagine if you're sat in a car and you've got you know one's driving one's in the passenger seat the conversations come uh, that little bit easier and so I was I guess brave enough to sort of close my eyes and press send on a video of me doing this walk, walk with me and I guess bearing all and um, the response we had or have had is is in, is, in, is incredible and it's it's something that is sort of agnostic in the sense that it's not you know specifically aligned to a certain uh, charity although we've had support from uh, many of the charities that we've mentioned and I've I've been very open in saying that it's something that people can kind of pick up in the way that they want to use it because obviously the walk with me phrase is you know it's, it's a good one in that it sticks with people and even um, I mean, ideally, we like people to post on sort of social media, maybe with their own video or a photo of why they like walking and things, which we have had some of that. But actually, I'm quite confident that uh, and very happy if people have just done it in their own time, because often these conversations are quite private. But the, you know, to give some examples of how it has, um, you know, it sort of moved around and uh, and and got noticed. Um, Harper Adams, um, you know, my uh, former uh, university that I that I went to picked it up the the students are very very aware um, and the whole college of the importance of mental health um, and so they are now including uh, kind of a, a mental health module or as part of an assignment they're um, making that part of every every course um, I actually on my uh, Nuffield farming scholarship travels a couple of weeks ago I was out in the Netherlands and a good friend of mine has launched the program in the Netherlands out there um, but the whole idea is it's meant to be 
like a trickle um you know it's not a sort of flash in the pan so you know if we're here in a couple of years time um it will it will still be happening and people different people will have picked it up um adopted it within campaigns and used used it as part of that wider wider thought on um improving our mental health much like lens light that's inspirational really yeah the from New Zealand, I heard a lovely one the other day, and it's lean on a gate, talk to a mate, and I thought that was a lovely expression. Yeah, that's uh, it's all these all these things because I think it's actually the the cumulative um, effect, you know, and it, it feels like we're a team in in in, uh, in 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 doing this, and what whatever resonates with. With different people um and I, I mean actually it always makes me smile when someone sort of says lean on a gate because i think that's a very good farmer place to have a have a talk particularly in the livestock market yeah that's <laughs> absolutely yeah but don't tell our staff to do that huh? <laughs> chris are you happy am i am i happy uh yeah i i am i'd say so i think happy i think we need one thing i've learned is i think we need also need to be realistic with happiness, I think there's a aspiration to be happy 24/7. When I think a lot of it is, I think it, for me, I, I've been on, I've been fortunate enough to take some time out doing my Nuffield farming scholarship, uh, focusing on kind of leadership and people. And I think a lot of it starts with be knowing yourself, knowing yourself and what you're interested in. So taking that time out to know, like I said, what fills your cup. Are you you know doing the job you want to do are you doing the things you want to do so that so i i've i've had a lot of um self-reflection on that um and yeah it it varies from time to time but what i do know is i've got the ingredients to to help help me with ensuring you know the things that actually get me going the things that inspire so it's not a it's it's never a you never get to that utopia but i think as long as you've got an aware of your purpose in life and the ingredients in terms of what makes you you feel better um i think that's that goes that goes a long way but you know i think sometimes with you know some wonderful stuff with social media and sharing positive messages like that but sometimes the the kind of unrealistic aspiration around you know comparing to others about you know I, they say you should never compare your personal life with someone else's highlights real you know yeah. like life 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 happens and it's all about getting that support around you doing the things that you want to do um and kind of being aware of yourself and giving yourself that kind of resilience toolbox you know much like the five points mentioned with lens light that that actually works towards you know that that kind of happiness and and purpose if i could just go on about happiness Happiness is a bit of a misconception because a lot of people say we would like to be happy, but potentially everybody would be going around with a clown face then hiding their emotions. Mm -hmm. And it's more important to show emotions and let people know where you are on that day and be truthful about your real feelings and if you can master your emotions, that in the long term, there's more chance of being genuine, happy and content with your life and sharing it with other people. 
Yeah, there's, there's no 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 doubt about it. I think the um, the 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 sharing. I think being content. I think is really uh, really like like really important. Um, the and be, yeah, being honest. You're right. Being honest with yourself. So it's it's you getting. I think getting times like you know like behind behind the scenes. I think for me, um, it's an interest an interesting one in that. I've been, like I said, lucky enough to have done quite a bit of travelling recently with my Nuffield scholarship, and you're in your, uh, you're in your bubble of, you know, meeting people, it being inspiring, and then actually now I've just come back, and so I'm, uh, I'm managing that re-entry. It sounds like coming back from space. So I was kind of very high when I was away, um, and and now it's sort of planning that back in. So. You know, I've, you know, it's good to, I guess, to be open and vulnerable. I said I, th- I found it more challenging since I've been back. But what I am doing is filling that um, time in the right in the right way with all the things that I've described um, uh, before. So um, yeah, I, uh, you know, I'm, I'm encouraging others to sort of say, you know, when I think it's almost looking looking ahead, uh, looking down the track. Well, where's that bump in the road, and how you, can you kind of minimise that impact? This is uh, Andy and Linda, and uh, we'll just sort of wrap things up now. But thanks so much for uh, coming on today. It's very brave. I think it's very brave of you to be so open and, and willing to talk about such a, a painful and tragic loss in your lives. And uh, but but I hope I hope our listeners and our listeners that are uh, currently suffering from depression or, or anxiety and, and, are, and feeling that hopelessness. I, I really feel that it's, it's helpful for them and I, and I hope it makes them take the first step to go and ask for help because people shouldn't and we don't want anyone to suffer alone. Um, when, when this podcast gets published, it will be on the last day of Lens Light. So you'll be at Land's End. I yeah. think you'll feel very, uh, you'll have achieved uh, a massive uh, thing with this epic journey, um, but could you tell our listeners who are going to hear it on on the on the twentieth of July how they can continue to be involved with Lenslight, how they can support uh, Lenslight? We quite often get um, asked the question, "How do we keep doing what we're doing?" And it's sheer passion. We want to change things in the rural community. Um, Linda and me, behind it all, are quite shy, reserved people. Um, but we've come out of our shells because this means so much to us. And Linda quite rightly said, after the loss of Len, uh, we've got to go and do something. So I'm afraid Len's light's not going away and we're hell-bent on keeping the momentum going. And so what I've said to anybody, because some people say, well, we can't bother you, you're too busy. We're never too busy for anybody. Um, We'd prefer people to engage, come on to um, Lenslight or be in touch with us because this is a stone that's going to keep rolling. Yeah, thank you. Even if they don't necessarily need to contact us, it's talking to each other. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And Chris, again, thank you for coming on the one and only um, and for being so open and, and candid with us. Um, if you want to share 
with the listeners again just how they can be involved with the uh, Walk With Me campaign? Yeah, um, no, no problem uh, what's, whatsoever. So, I like, like I said, it's um, it's encouraging people, um, to, you know, just to get. It's really simple, actually. Go out, get outside of your front door, and and go for, go for a walk. Even if it's even if it's on your own, I think it will help you to feel better. Um, but then, you know, for the actual campaign it, itself, you know, I encourage people to do it with a friend or a family member. And, you know, just to help spread the word, you know, if you felt confident enough to do so, to maybe post a video or a photo or even just something of the nice, the, post a photo of the nice view and why, why you like to walk with the hashtag uh, walk with me. And there's an open offer, right? you know, I, I can see Lens Light carrying on for some time. And, you know, if you ever down, down the track thinking of like something you'd like to collaborate with, you know, it could be a a day where you know we have a national day where we encourage someone everybody to go for a uh, go for a walk and talk on farm you know i'm op- open to ideas um and one one other point point to make which i don't think we've we've covered and i think it's important from coming from my perspective is nobody should ever feel bad about getting professional help so i'll be open in saying that i have um i've had had therapy and still do um, I've also had uh, medication, so there is definitely um, there's some amazing people out there to help help. And um, I think the phrase I have is, uh, or I picked up from somewhere is kind of this too will pass. So the idea that when you're in the moment, it feels like the worst thing ever, but it can pass and will pass. And there is there are people out there um, that will that will listen there are people out there that can provide that support to to, to to take it forward so um i know that was a little bit off off order but um i think actually it's something worth worth mentioning because it's often something that people don't like uh, talking about but overall i i feel such um uh, yeah i feel really warm and privileged to have been on um this uh, podcast with lens light because i can kind of feel the it's similar values you know we're just encouraging um, simple messages, encouraging people to talk, people to look after themselves. Um, the farming community is such a wonderful place. I think we, on my travels, I've learned that in rural areas, that's where a lot of the kind of tradition, the culture, the values, people taking time with each other. We might, neighbours might be a mile down the road, but they're still our neighbours and we're close to them and we help each other. So we take that kind of same ethos as, you know, if someone's tractor broke down, and we'll go and help them with with, with putting the feed in, um, you know, to sort of actually opening up and talking to each other. I think we'll go a long way. Go a long way. Thanks, Chris. This is what I, I asked this question to all of our guests on the one and only. Um, do you have any podcasts that you would recommend or, or YouTube channels that you would uh, suggest to our listeners that uh, it doesn't have to be agricultural; it can be can be anything. Um. There is a gentleman uh, called Tony Lavelle who talks openly. He's very passionate about regenerative agriculture. And he has done a piece on talking and listening and sharing information where it's quite positive and mind-blowing, I think it is the word, but it's... um, 
yeah there's a lot of information to be learned there is that on is that on a podcast yeah, that's on youtube youtube, yeah, YouTube. Yeah. okay i'll look that up yeah, and yeah I'm, I'm not really a, a podcast or a youtube person but um and it's not intentional <laughs> the grass but, as she um, covers her grassman uh, i cover uh, logo. my grassman uh, t-shirt up as i'm about to say that actually i do love their videos and i love them because blended yeah and to be fair to grassmen uh we went and asked them if they would engage on getting the message out there and they're doing a lot of work over in ireland and it's not about lens light or chris's story it's about bringing everybody together and let's move mental awareness on in the rural community Thank you, Andy. And, and Chris, do you have any uh, podcasts or YouTube channels yeah. or that you want to? Yeah, I I I really enjoy podcasts, and actually, that's a, probably another hot hot tip as well for um kind of taking your mind off things. I, I mean, there are many wonderful podcasts. Um, I mean, specifically, I I tend to listen to the Diary of a CEO. That's been um, so mentioned kind of, before. I don't know if you've heard that with Stephen. Um, Stephen Bartlett I think it is and and um, it, to start off with when I say that people are thinking well it's instantly instantly business and all this kind of stuff but actually it's it's worth a listen so he gets a lot of incredible people on there but and it's and a lot of it is actually that kind of self-awareness it's um, you know to do with mental health it's to do with you know because actually when people are trying to be you know high performers or trying to do do well actually a lot of it comes down to looking after themselves so i definitely that's a hot tip and then you know i mean there's some great ones in the farming community um some good friends of mine ben eagle and will evans tend to be involved with many of those uh, uh, good ones but you know you know cl clearly um you know the, the one and only as well we've got to give that a big hey <laughs> you're not even here so i can pass you over the 20 quid So, no, that, I think that's it for this time, uh, everyone, and thanks for listening. What I would like to say, just to, to wrap it up, let's all try to be more empathetic. Let's be, be curious and courageous when we're talking with our friends, and let's try to be better listeners and be present for our friends. Thanks for listening. I've been your host, Glenn Lucas. Thanks for listening to the latest episode of the one and only podcast. As always, don't forget to like, share and subscribe to never miss out on an episode.